Hey everyone, welcome to Final Rose tonight. We had our finale part one. What'd you think, Susan? I can't believe there's another part. <laughs> well, they said it was the most dramatic finale ever, and I'm like, mm, not so much. Well, and also it's gonna be the most shocking. I don't think we've gotten to that most shocking part yet. The most shocking, yeah. Is there anything super shocking to you? Not yet, but the next week's previews look good. But not too much to discuss in Bachelor Nation news, but sort of related to the show, Tino's dad has been all over Facebook, ripping on the show. It's hilarious. We've, I don't think we've seen anyone like this in Bachelor Nation. I mean, maybe a little bit Pilot Pete's mom. Barb. Barb. We love Barb. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the place causing waves. I'm curious to see if he'll show up next week. So he posted something around Bachelor Nation will be sorry when they won't have me to kick around. I saw that. And he has a whole litany of posts about how his hair is his real color. And oh, that's right. A little wacky. He talked about his height. Yeah, he said it's not a rug or a comb over. I don't think we care, but okay. I know. Although, to be fair, okay, we didn't like him, right? But as a parent, so imagine your one of your sons is on the show and they bring a girl home. And however you act, whether it's intentional or not, all of a sudden, you're like the world's most hated. And you're like, hold on a minute. I didn't sign up to be on a reality show. My kid signed up to be on a reality show. And now I'm, you know, this villain. How would you feel? Um, I, I completely can relate to that. Because if that happened and people started making fun of my hair or my height or something, I would just recede farther into the background. I wouldn't suddenly be on all kinds of social media defending myself. Because it just makes them out to be... A buffoon like we're right like worse than he is but that's your personality some I would create a podcast where i would discuss that my height is taller than my <laughs> hair color i would have an instagram showing how amazing i look in maybe, all of these ways and turn it into something positive maybe i'm more like tino's dad than i think but he's quite a character he's quite a character so i am curious to see if he'll show up at the finale because usually the parents will be there yeah. And and yeah. Grandpa John hopefully right. will be there. Right. I love him. Oh, I was sure. glad we had another glimpse of him. He's so cute. We'll get to that. Well, other news: Greg Grippo made an inter interesting comment on a podcast this week. This isn't really news, but it really resonated with me. Saying everyone needs therapy after the show, after they leave the show. So telling. I believe it. You know, and it's really nice coming on the heels of this season where several of the guys talked about their therapy and yep. working through problems. And Agreed. Uh, because I do feel like the last couple of seasons of guys, Michelle's season and this season, they're just, we always say this, but good grounded guys. And maybe sure. it's because of therapy. It changes people's lives. So I am curious what percentage of former contestants, maybe Bachelor Data has this information, we should ask her, what percentage of, of former contestants, uh, whether they're the lead or a contestant, have gone to therapy after? And if we can even break it down further, how far did they get? So it's like everybody who made it past week two or three needed therapy, or is it the people like Roby who left first who are so traumatized because they were kicked off at the or beginning? look at the, the finalists yeah. need therapy to recover from the shit show from being through. gaslit but right. we'll talk about we'll that so yes. in other news poor i shouldn't say poor eric because he's no innocent uh, puppy in this situation but he was in the news for two things yes. one was blackface and in he's school high school yearbook yeah i was surprised they put that in there and his view was i was trying to honor Jimi hendrix right. he apologized he went through it all i was really surprised that the yearbook would print something like that true 
Yeah. Sure. It says something about the community as much as it does about Eric. Yeah. I was really surprised that right. it was in the yearbook, but yeah. Anyway, and so the second piece of news, which I think just came out today, hot off the press, is that Eric broke up with someone to come on the show. So there was a woman named Amanda who came out and said, I saw his other apology for the blackface, and she was debating as to whether or not to publicize this. But apparently they were dating. He lost his job. He was not in a good place, and he got a call to come on The Bachelorette and decided to do it. And his view was, I'm just not, I don't feel good about myself right now. I'm not in a good spot. I hated my job. I just need something new. And so clearly he was breaking up with her, but the text thread, you could tell he was, he felt genuinely mm -hmm. terrible about it, but completely broke her heart. So that was in the news. I'm curious how Gabby's responding to that. I mean, he was very apologetic. Right. It seemed genuine in the text thread, but on the other hand, he's leaving somebody to come on the show, or was that just an excuse well, to be done we with We heard all the text, we read all the text, but yep. we don't really know how that lined up with what was happening on The Bachelorette. Was this all prior to the show starting? Was some of it when he was done taping, but it hadn't aired yet? Yeah, because it seemed March was the timeline mm -hmm. where he broke it off with her and then two weeks later sent her flowers and felt really terrible about breaking her heart. It wasn't clear that he wanted to get back together, but I think he was having a tough time. Listen, any breakup is going to be really hard. And then the next communication was in July, which I think was the day before the air date, which was July 11th. And so mm -hmm. the next texts were July 10th. And he just said, I've been thinking about you a lot. It didn't indicate he wanted to get back together, but he was just feeling really bad about what happened and hoped for the best. Wow. I think some more about this is going to come out in the coming days. So we'll have to follow it. Yeah, we'll have to follow it. And you had made an interesting point offline, which maybe this aligned with around the time that his dad died. Mm -hmm. It also could have been he just went through this filming and there was so much emotion and like people talking about breakups and right. maybe that <laughs> invoked something in him. So. Very interesting. Eric's all over the place. Eric's all over the place. Yeah, I'm curious if they'll address it on the show. Like, is that going to be live? And if so, right. will they talk about it? Or will this be gone by the time we get to next Tuesday? <laughs> it's a hot topic today. It could be far, far in the background by next week. But right. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Exactly. So the show, uh, yes. we open up where we left off from last time, which was Zach pulled Rachel out of the rose ceremony to express his dissatisfaction with how their date went and how uncomfortable he was. Yes. I was surprised. The whole scene was so crazy. Remember, she hit her hand on the rose, practically. Yeah. And he says, oh, Rachel, I have to talk to you. Like, why did he have to wait so long? Why did he have to even come to the rose ceremony to have this conversation? I, I've become so jaded now. I think that the producer said, Oh, you want to talk to Rachel? All right, but you have to do it at the rough side. Oh, for sure. There's no question that was set up for added drama. Yes. So then they um, we wait an entire week for this conversation, and they finally start talking, and it was kind of anticlimactic, didn't you think? I thought it was anticlimactic. I actually appreciated his honesty and saying, like, I, this didn't seem like the Rachel that I know. Mm -hmm. You, he, I think he called her inauthentic and just felt like she was putting on a show and he couldn't figure out was she real when they were behind closed doors? Was that the real Rachel or was it the real Rachel that he fell in love with? 
Well, it was interesting too that he would, we talked about this, I think that she seemed inauthentic to him off camera. Mm-hmm. Like normally if you're going to lodge a complaint, it's going to be the opposite. So I think he just had a weird way of de- describing it. But I think that off camera, well, that had to be her real self. I think she was just not being her normal friendly self and he didn't know why she was being that way. I don't know, but I think she wanted him to leave. I think so too. I mean, she was so focused on Tino. So it did feel like with Zach, she probably was like, I'm really not into you right now. And so I do feel like she puts on a facade for the camera. She always has this pageanty smile and this positive bubbly attitude and it kind of does seem inauthentic. I used to love it. In the beginning of the season, I mm-hmm. just adored her. I thought she was so cute and sweet. And the more time goes on and we're seeing different dimensions of her personality at different times, it's confusing to me like who is she really? So I actually don't disagree I, with I some agree. of these guys because is yes, it she's in la la land, fantasy land? going along with it. Everything's beautiful and perfect. And she's so in love with the idea of being in love that she feels something in the moment, but it isn't real. So going back to Tino's dad's point, <laughs> right? Like yes. maybe that is the situation for her in particular. I don't know why she has this tunnel vision that she just has to get engaged. And she, I mean, I think it sort of seemed clear, it has seemed clear to me from the beginning that she has her sights set on Tino but she like you were saying she has this like la 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 happy facade that everything's going great and she's got four guys and then three guys and now two guys and she doesn't want to be mean and say you know whatever you're my person you know she's never going to say Tino's the one in the lead she's not going to be like Claire and just go for (laughs) Tino so she's slowly whittling them down but she wants to be loved and happy and smiley or whatever and she kind of wanted whatever questions. We don't really know exactly what happened in that fantasy suite evening or night time. She wanted to ask questions that would cause, I believe, to cause Zach to just say, "Okay, I'm out of here." And she, he didn't know how to. He didn't know what to make of her weird persona. That's what I think. I, I agree with you on that. It was super weird, and she was questioning his age and whether or not he was ready. And do you remember when they were having coffee on the show, like in the morning yes. last week? She was making some dumb comment. He's like, "Oh, I taste the coffee beans," and she's like, "You chew them up or something?" And he just looked at her like, "Are you insane?" It was a very but she was so awkward. Yeah, it just became very small talky. So it's like I'm glad that. They broke up. I felt bad for him because he really was blindsided. You could see throughout, he really was falling for her. And to have this moment of like, I actually don't know you at all. And I think there have been a few of those over the last couple of weeks. Like, who are you? Don't you feel that you were blindsided a little bit? Yes. I thought she really was into him. Me too. And it wasn't until the beginning of our very last episode, um, Fantasy Suites episode, that she said, I don't know if I'm there yet with Zach. And I literally said to my TV, what? Yeah, I felt the same <laughs> this way. This is the first we've heard of this. Yeah, because she's been the whole time so into him, unless she's trying to talk herself into it or whatever. It's a, it's just, I agree with you. It's just strange. They end up breaking up. So he leaves from the rose ceremony, and then she gives the roses to Tino and to Avon. And interestingly, Tino and Avon could see their breakup. Did you know? Yeah, they that? watched it. And yeah. they looked gleeful, didn't they? Well, of course. What did you be? You're like, yes, another one out the door. More time for me better chance that I have funny you know 
layout there. I thought so too. I also thought it was interesting that she seemed fine. Like she similarly, when she walked into the rose ceremony, yes. she just seemed happy. But again, is that pageant facade or is that real? Like, is that her way of coping and trying to? I think that's a perfect description. She has this pageant facade. Yeah. And she definitely seemed oddly happy to walk in to the, you know, originally yeah. to the rose ceremony with the three of them standing there and Zach, who's about to fall off his chair, he's so upset. Right. And she's so happy. And then when he says, can we talk? She's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and she was standing there smiling when he started to talk. I'm like, is this your defense mechanism or is this real? I was getting frustrated with that. And then she felt she came back in after he was gone and seemed thrilled. I like, think she kind of got what she wanted yeah. and that was she wanted him to, she didn't want to have to give out two roses and not give one to Zach. She wanted him to self-eliminate. Right. Which seems to be happening a lot. And then we fast forward to their back in the studio and they're talking, she seemed very cold and numb the whole time. Even when they showed her in that little square in the bottom of the screen, she yes. just seemed cold and numb to it all. She seemed to me, she seemed pissed the whole episode. Yeah, it was like really she, odd. And her hair looked weird. I know, it looked gray. I'm like, this is not working for you. I think she's mad because her um, hairstylist screwed her hair up or something. <laughs> she did not look happy in yeah. the entire episode. Maybe it's because it, none of this ends well based on what we saw right, right. in this episode and the next one. But when they brought Zach out, here's what makes me so mad. And we'll talk about this with Avon too. Is And I guess you sort of made this point. It, she plays the victim and then makes the guys feel horrible about right. blindsiding her or hurting her or because or calling her because I think when she came back in from that rose ceremony, she made a comment about I don't appreciate when people question yes. my character. Yes. And I think I texted you and I was like, or I think I was sitting <laughs> next to you actually. <laughs> we were watching the first 15 minutes together. I was like, what is she talking about? guess he was questioning her uh you know that line about her being inauthentic or not acting like herself that was all but he was out. right so <laughs> yes I, I guess maybe that's the problem is she has yeah. this perception of he's questioning my character but i was also questioning your character so i just i feel like she every little thing that happens and maybe it's not so little if somebody said that to me i'd probably be hurt too but it just seems like the biggest deal in the world and like Everyone hates her and they're turning against her. And it's this, this much bigger. Well, thing. I think he was entirely accurate in his assessment. Yeah. And she, I guess, I think she knew what she was doing. So maybe she was upset because he figured her out, you know, he, he nailed know. it. Or maybe, you know, maybe she hadn't done any self reflection. And so right. that's what I was wondering when she was sitting there watching all of this in my head, and I think I texted you and Stacy this, is she embarrassed watching this back? And like, does she have a different perspective? And like, ooh, maybe I couldn't see the forest through the trees in that moment. But now that I'm watching it back, I'm like, ooh, maybe that maybe I understand how he was feeling. Or is she like, damn right, because he came out and he was over overly apologetic to her. And it made me mad. And then Jesse validated her. Like the whole thing was really annoying. Let me ask you when just I mean when Zach was apologizing, wasn't that when she kept saying you don't have to apologize? Yeah. To Zach. So I think she knew what she had done and maybe she was a little bit embarrassed. So when he came out to apologize, I think she was saying you don't have to apologize. But yeah, I don't know. I hope so. She seemed to appreciate 
some of the apologies. Jesse was really annoying in some parts of this. I oh, I agree. I, agree. I, I mean, he does a good job. I, I do like him, but you know, he's he's playing a part as well. Right. He has to side with them. Right. His job is to side with the women. You know, comments he was making, like, "Wow, he really blindsided you," or you know what I mean. Like he just. He was playing into it more so, and it was frustrating me. And maybe it's because I'm much more jaded now mm -hmm. with these girls because of the inauthenticity mm -hmm. in some right. cases that we see or the ring obsession that we see that you referred to earlier. It's like some of these guys are so into you and want to be with you, and they're grounded, normal guys. And, like, it's a very natural thought to say, you know what, let's date before we get engaged. We have seen this now for season after season after season that great guys or great women have been let go for nothing more than they're not quite ready to get engaged. And this season, more than any other season, I feel like their time was somewhat cut short. It yeah. doesn't seem, for whatever reason, we've talked about this, either rose ceremonies were canceled, their cocktail parties were canceled, their group dates were canceled, or just that they had so much more competition. And then also there were two of them. To bachelorette so there just wasn't as much time at least we felt like our time was cut short just the fact that there's a bunch of guys that we didn't know their names until a couple weeks ago i mean literally <laughs> i did not know aiden's name two weeks ago yeah so just that in and of itself everything was sort of truncated i guess it yeah was definitely it was we were cut back a little bit so i think that um you know it's not unrealistic to think that someone might say hey i really like rachel I'm not ready to get engaged. Well, that's the kiss of death. Goodbye. <laughs> right. Which it makes me sad. And I think this season more so than other seasons, I think for some reason I was more accustomed to that in the end. Like you should get engaged. Yes. There were situations that maybe they shouldn't have, but because it's happening so much for probably a lot of the reasons that you just described, it feels like it should be acceptable and okay to or maybe they weren't really that into him and that was the excuse who knows right. but that leads us to the avon date so let's yes. talk about that because i think this is a really great example of somebody is saying i want to be there with you in the end they have the hometown date she walks in with avon the whole family can see that they are so over the moon and she kept saying i really thought he would be there at the end which i was surprised. Well, she that. tells everyone that Avon is 100% ready to get engaged. Yeah. The minute she said that, I thought, oh my gosh, that's foreshadowing. Right, exactly. Even though we had never seen anything about Avon to indicate that he, well, at least the way I looked at it, it seemed like he was 100% ready to get engaged. He said, yes, I'm ready. Yeah, he did. And they talked about it a lot in their overnight date as well. And so he is talking with her friend. Mm -hmm. who's drilling him on the questions and he then sort of backtracked and right and he says that he feels like he's ready to get engaged he says that but then he also says um i just want to make sure um you know it's the right thing which are completely opposing sentences right <laughs> but he just kept saying it over and over and over he would tell her nothing's changed i'm falling in love with you i see um, you know, a life with you after this is all over. I want to get to that point. I just want to make sure, it, um, you know, it's right for both of us. It's like, well, wait, you want to get engaged or you want to wait and see if it's right for both of you? But he was, he was confused. He was confused and confusing, which yes. I, I will give you that. <laughs> but also there might be a world in which he wants to get engaged, but 
he's not there yet. Meaning like, I want to continue to date you. I see this, I see this happening, but why doesn't have it happen tomorrow? Maybe we can engage, get engaged in three months or six months from now. Right. And we're seeing this with a lot of guys. It's not the first one to say that. So I just wonder if it's exacerbated because of the two bachelorettes or, you know, I don't know what the, I don't know why it seems like it's more prevalent in this season than anything. I agree. Or is this a setup, right? Right. Or is this sort of, here's going to be the storyline of this season. And because it is happening over and over again, and then got really good guys are being let go. Well, okay. And on just to play devil's advocate for a second, these guys should know what they signed up for. That's the other thing. I mean, I, I, I agree with Avon that it's too soon to get engaged, but don't they know that is the whole point? That of is the show? part of it. But I do think there, it becomes real, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you go on the show, but you also don't expect to be there in the end. Right. I'm guessing most of them are like, this will be great for my career and my social media presence. And now I can go and do podcasts and I get invited to fancy parties and like, this will be awesome. Cause you see that's what happens. And so when you get to the end and it is actually smacking you in the face, I'm sure the reality sets in and you have a different perspective on the whole thing. For sure. Let me just interject. I think Tino expected to get to the end from week one, but he's unusual. (laughs) He did expect to get to the end from week one, but I still, even though he says all the right things, his body language and his tone don't jive with that, in my opinion. Yes. I think we saw a little slightly different Tino this week, but we'll get to him. We did. But yes, I agree. I agree. It gets down to the wire and these guys are like, holy shit, I might be the last one standing and I'm supposed to get engaged to this woman that I don't really know that well. Maybe we should just date in the real world. Yeah. But you think, so in this case, Avon's talking to the friends and they're asking him the question Mm -hmm. and he says that, right? Everything that you just said. And I think when he's talking to Rachel later, she said, I felt blindsided because you told me you wanted to get engaged and now you're telling them. And he admitted, I should have told you first, which is true. He should have told her first because it is a little startling. I do feel like she overreacted a little bit, but we can talk about that later. Um, She always. (laughs) But I think I'm guessing in the moment he probably walked in going, I want to get engaged. And then when somebody actually asks you this question and you have to answer it, yeah. His point was, I really wanted to be honest. Like in that moment, I couldn't, right. you know, and he He's did mention guy. he got caught up, which she took that as a negative thing, but it is part of that fantasy land. Here we are like, yes, let's get engaged and it'll right. be amazing. And then you're like, oh, actually, like I have to put a ring on it. And then we actually have to live like this. When he said, I got caught up in it. I gasped. I thought, oh my gosh, Rachel's not going to take that sentence well. Right. I mean, she just nitpicks on things, which I probably would have too, right? right? And just runs with it. And so in her mind, it was like, you don't want to get engaged right now. Like, I don't know that she was really listening to him. Right. I don't think she could really hear what he was saying, or at least the intention behind it. Because all she's thinking is, you don't want to get engaged. You don't want to get engaged. You don't want to get engaged. That's it. We're done. Where he's like, no, no, I want to be with you. Like, I actually want to be with you. Right. I couldn't tell if it was all, I don't know. When this first started, I thought, why is she getting so upset? She's, she wants to be with Tino anyway. That's how I originally thought it. But then she got so upset. And then later we'll get to it when she has a conversation with him right before when she tells him to leave. It's over. Right. So that's, so she goes to his room and he's so excited to see her and feels like, you know, they both were like, I hated leaving things this way. Right. 
but then they start having the conversation again and it wasn't going anywhere. No. And that was a really weird scene. I don't know if you noticed. Sometimes she'd look at Rachel and she was crying so hysterically. Her entire face was wet. And then Avon would say something and then they'd go back to Rachel and her face was totally dry. (laughs) It was all chopped together. But nonetheless, I think at that point, I did think either she's a really good actress or maybe Avon was in the lead. I yeah, know. I can't figure that out either. And I don't know that we'll ever know, right? <laughs> no, we will never know. So then she says, it's over. Like, yes. We're done. Yes. We're, we, I can't I can't with this, which I was a little bit sad about because, again, I get it. She wants the ring and she feels like a failure and she's embarrassed if she doesn't get it. It's really what I think it comes down to, to be yes. honest. Yes, it's like, if I don't get a ring, I've failed and I failed the show versus like the reality of you actually have to live with this and date this person and potentially marry this person. We've known this about Rachel since the beginning because remember early on when that guys had to pick up, pick which woman they were going after and a couple guys rejected her at the rose ceremony. And then she was upset that, you know, I don't know if she exactly felt in competition with Gabby, but she did feel embarrassed. These guys had rejected her like that. I think at minimum, she wanted Avon to be right there, ready to propose to her yeah. on the podium. And when it became apparent that he wasn't going to, she looked at that like a failure right. on her part. Exactly. She doesn't look at it like, wait, but I have a really great guy, even though I guess she did. Because when she left the room, when she left the room, when I was just frustrated how she wanted everybody to feel bad and play the right. victim, but she had a little smile on her face. She had a big smile. It was on her a face. big smile on her face. She was happy in, for, about something. Either she was happy because the conversation was over and she could get away because it was just going around and around in circles, or she was like, "Yes, I didn't want to be the bad guy, but you were the bad guy. You look bad because you didn't want to get engaged to me, and now you're gone." And I, I win. I win the breakup. So Nick Vile on his podcast was talking about all of this. Oh. Well, I guess he he made a comment about the smile that she had and was judging in the same way. And I actually think he talked about, you know, how you, she just wants to win the breakup. And she yes. responds on social media and said that she and Avon had had a nice moment at the door after something really difficult for both of them. And she was trying to hold it together. So she kind of responded and Nick responded back, Hey, come on the podcast and talk about it. And then her response then was that, You know, he's just trying to create a space to kick her when she's down based on assumptions. So it's one of those things. None of us really know the optics were bad or it was the editing or whatever. But I was like, whoa, like that smile when you came out of there, I was like, hee hee, fooled everyone. Next. Oddly placed happy moments. Yeah, (laughs) I Um, agree. I can say without a doubt, she's not going on Nick Files podcast. He's been trashing her the whole season. (laughs) He has. Although I don't know, would it be helpful? Because I don't think. It would be I don't know that he would do that. Like Michelle Obama has one of my favorite uh, quotes, which is, it's hard to hate up close. Yes. And so if she goes, right, mm-hmm. and that's in relation to a whole bunch of other things, sure. but if she goes on there to have a conversation, I cannot imagine a world in which he's railing into her. No. I would assume he'd give her the opportunity and the platform to clarify all of those things. Good but point. And she would Yeah, maybe. I mean, somewhat. <laughs> you would think. Oh, remember when Jesse said... Um, the Twitter universe is on fire. Yeah. About the shocking situation with Avon. I mean, were you shocked? Yes and no. 
I didn't actually think that he was going to be you know, yeah, at the I end. Either. I mean, we talked about this. We didn't really know him all that well. No, he wasn't most, and he's told to say that. Well, he wants to get everybody online and engaged, right, right? right? So, I mean, I'm sure that they were. I mean, I saw tons of posts, you know, even before I watched it. Given the situation we're in now, is it better to get engaged? Could Avon have given her a ring? I would think she would have chosen Tino anyways. But could Avon have given her a ring and said, like, we're going to figure it out? Because you're not getting married. The ring is a, could it be a promise ring? Because I feel like in one season, maybe they did this. Could they say, I'm giving you this ring as more of a promise that I want to be with you, but not necessarily a proposal and engagement? Mm -hmm. Like, could they do that? Or do you feel like that would kind of ruin the show? Well, I don't think it would ruin the show at all. But Rachel was having none of that. But what if somebody came out and said, mm -hmm. I'm giving you this ring. You get to wear it. Bling, bling. Like, go brag. But maybe it's more of a promise ring. And I still want to date you and let's get to know each other in the real world. Like, would that be enough? Well, you would think. You would yeah. think it I mean, would be enough. I would still watch. I would too. And there, it's not like the ring. Yes, you only want to get engaged once or wherever you are in your life. But there's less risk because you're not getting married, right? It's not one of the shows where like you have to get married and then go figure out your life. Cool. So they could give the ring, but I, I appreciate the perspective where they don't well, want to. Think of um, Michelle and Nate from last season. Let's say they hadn't gotten engaged. They had just given each other promises, promise ring or whatever. Then they were dating. And then subsequently they broke up. We wouldn't be any less sad. Correct. I same. agree. We would feel exactly the same. That's a really good point. I mean, we're not them, you know, right. they don't know us right. or maybe they do. Are you, if you're listening, Nate and Michelle, please, please come on. Please we come lots on. Of questions for you. Yeah. All right. So let's Where's talk about Eric. Yes. Oh, sorry. Seriously. Wait. I mean, that's the real question. Forget about the Eric date. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> on to Eric. Oh, Grandpa John. Love seeing him. I seriously love him. And I love that he calls her a dingbat. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, my dingbat grand granddaughter. Um, what did you think of the vibe when they walked in? I thought they seemed, I mean, they're not like jump up and down excited like some families, but they seemed happy to see Eric. I, you know, I completely forgot that the grandpa knew Eric. Yeah, they How went on that bowling that? date together. And I think he called Eric a dipshit, didn't he? I think he might have. <laughs> Which was so Grandpa John. I know. I mean, if you, that's a term of endearment from Grandpa John. You've got the dipshit and the dingbat. I kind of love that. It's completely a term of endearment. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was a little confused. It, it all seemed pretty happy and yeah. jovial, but I was confused. I did not realize right away that that was Gabby's father sitting there. Yeah, I didn't either. They didn't tell us for the longest time. Because on the last one, didn't he stand outside with the yes. signs because... I don't know if that His was a wife had cancer or, wife. or whatever. There was something with that woman. Like yeah. she had was, yeah, she had cancer and he didn't want to take a chance of getting COVID. Yeah. And we thought that was so sweet that he still drove up and he said, hello. Yeah. I didn't know that was him, but how wonderful to see them there. Yeah. I mean, I really loved that. And he was getting emotional. Right. During the, that time. Very emotional family. And the aunt clearly loves Gabby like a mother would, which I was know. really heartening to see. It is because of everything she's been through. And I loved how the dad acknowledged that with Eric. And, you right. know, I mean, they all did really. Um, it's funny. Eric's so chill. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So mm -hmm. I feel like they didn't have as much of the lovey-dovey. I guess they had some, but like some other they couples were, do. They were all laid back. The dad 
Well, actually, that's one of the reasons why I didn't think he was the dad at first, because he was like, hey, good to meet you. you know, like, he was just laid back in the conversation. And then later, I thought, is that an uncle? Is that the dad? Yeah. He was a far cry from some of these other dads, Tino's dad or yeah, or um, Rachel's dad. He's a different kind of dad. He's a different kind of dad. But yeah, I really liked that date. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. think there was anything super notable, did you, about no, that date? No. Um, one thing I wrote down is Eric said, I'm obsessed with her and I can't imagine my life without her. It kind of made me laugh because he used that same word obsessed. He said, my, my parents are obsessed, obsessed with Gabby. Yeah. That must be your word. That's his word. Anyway. That's new. Thank goodness. We needed some fresh words. (laughs) If you're like my person and like, there's so many things that they always say. Yeah. Uh, Gabby said, I love him more than I ever thought. So next Tino gets to meet Rachel's family. I thought Tino looked like a whole different person when he came. Did you have any thoughts about him when he walked into the room? What do you mean by a whole different person? Well, he looked nervous. Yeah, he did. Anxious and sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be his theme the last few weeks. Sweaty Um, Tino. He just seemed super nervous. Um, Rachel tells her family that Tino's family doesn't like her. So they knew that in advance. So I wondered actually if maybe he was nervous because they were going to grill him on why didn't your family like my Probably. Daughter? And they yeah. went right in. Her dad went right in on that. Right. Which I was glad he did. I know. It was a good question. And he he gave the same answer. Oh, I'm sure they're going to come around. Um, yeah, he's like, they're going to have to because I love her. Which I find it's, again, he just becomes, I don't know if it's, it. I mean, it's cocky sounding. But I also right. think he just lives in a world of, like, idealism. He just has this view of like, everything's perfect. Everything's great. Doesn't like want to address real issues. The whole, the whole, yeah, it was kind of a weird thing. The whole meeting was sort of weird. I thought that Rachel also wasn't that excited to introduce Tino to his family, to her family. Probably for the same reason. Right. But he has to be the front runner. Well, once again, I was thinking, well, maybe it really was even, but he seemed like he was a front runner. She should have been more excited the fact that she wasn't that excited i don't know i thought maybe it was just her being dramatic or something well that goes back to the question of like who's the real rachel right Right. so so is this her i'm really nervous persona is this her like i really like him so i don't need to go over the top smiley lovey happy maybe is that potentially it that's interesting tino you know i kind of you know i don't know how you feel about him Kind of never really liked them that much, but I really kind of saw them together. But he had some interesting lines on this date, not necessarily to the family, but like to the camera. And one of them was he said he he's well, he said he didn't think that he would um, have gotten this far. He really didn't believe that he would get this far. And when he said that, it just sounded like so much competition. So the competitive nature of the game has just taken over. We know he's super competitive. Yeah. And I think that all bought into that whole thing. Um, He said, I'm in awe with how well the meeting with the family went. I don't like this because I find him, he always says things like that. Like she's going to knock it out of the park or I killed it. I was amazing. Like he always has these comments of how good he did or how well he did. But I don't understand it. That could be the competitive nature. It's like he's reflecting and seeing this perfect scenario whereas i don't know if it was i mean i think it went well i think it was fine enough you know and i do believe i could not as a parent think about how that family treated my child 
and in good conscience be super supportive of it all. I agree. And if it was my child, I might have been upset to know that my kid had gone to meet someone's family and they weren't you know, in love with him like I am with my child. I mean, everyone should be. However, your children. there's another factor here, and that's the game, the, the show. Yeah. There's all of a sudden. So the big question, really, did Tino's family not like Rachel or they just don't like the process? Because the process is pretty screwed up. Um, yeah, it is. And <laughs> but, they're clearly still not liking it. So uh, that's a big question. So if I was actually part of the show, I could see thinking, well, I understand his, where his parents, his parents are coming from. Yeah. That's one thing. If they actually said it has nothing to do with this show, we met your daughter and we hated her. Oh, be another story. But you wonder, cause sometimes the parents talk, like if it's the final, like if they end up together yeah. and they're dating, the parents end up connecting and all is well, given what we're seeing on social media, that clearly didn't happen. <laughs> oh, good point. And I feel like if Tino and Rachel were still together, would the dad be trashing the show the way that, that he is? You know, that's a little sign. I really liked Tino in the beginning. Like I'll admit it. I thought they were so cute together and he was so sweet, but the more that time goes on, I find him to be a little surface level, mm -hmm. a little inauthentic. I don't know who the real Tino is. Cause he's always dismissive of like, everything's amazing. And I'm so in love with you. And everything's perfect and my parents are going to love you even though they said they didn't they will because i do because i love you I, are they two peas in a pod and made for each other i don't know or not i really think that he walked into that date looking like deer in headlights and i think he was thinking i can't believe how far i've gotten <laughs> <laughs> what am i doing here but it was that another moment of like oh shit i don't know here i am is this what i want or not he says it he says all the right things when you hear the words that come out of his mouth and i should say other than the ones we just referred to but there's a lot of things that he says that is what she wants to hear or what seems like would be the ideal scenario but his body language and his voice doesn't match i agree actors it was, <laughs> actors it was in it was interesting watching rachel's face in the little box during yeah. tino's date but i mean she didn't look well she looked you know, pretty pissed off, but she kind of looked like that the whole, the whole show. Like, I know. I mean, watching her in that bottom corner, I was just like, you are miserable. You know what? She probably didn't get the ending she wanted. And we can right. talk about the previews in a minute, but like, there's a lot of stuff that goes down. It looks like. So the last date we see is Eric and Gabby's last date yes. together. Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, Gabby Hello. starts it off with saying, I hope he's ready to get engaged. She's already worried that he won't be ready. Like, oh my gosh. Here more, we go again. More foreshadowing. And sure enough, out of the blue, Eric is not sure. Which, again, as we've said over and over, we can all understand he might feel that way, but it is what you signed up for. And I know. Yeah, he really freaked her out. He said he didn't want to rush anything because it wouldn't be natural. He wants to date her. And, you know, getting engaged first isn't usually how it goes. And so, again, in that moment, <laughs> I understand how... They feel that way. I Do you think he would have said it if he wasn't the last one? Like if he, cause now he's the only man standing for Gabby, like he's it. So she kind of has to make a choice. And she said, what am I supposed to do? Walk away because he's not ready to propose. Rachel yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I was wondering as they're watching each other's journeys and I'm sure they've talked about it, but it's different when you tell 
your best friend, your point of view versus right. like when you actually watch what happened and then you see all sides of the story. I'm curious if there was judgments from each of them of like Gabby watching Rachel, like, geez, like maybe you overreacted or, or you were right on. Like, I feel you girl, good for you for standing your ground. And then vice versa, because if Gabby goes for, we see the previews of, you know, both right. of them waiting for a ring or whatever it may be. And so they're in their gowns at the end, right? So are they cheering for what's happening? Are they saying maybe you're being a little ridiculous? What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I was wondering if Eric heard through the grapevine why Jason and Johnny have left. I mean, if I was one of the last three and I heard that the previous, the other two left because they weren't ready to get engaged, I might say to myself, hmm, am I, am I ready to get engaged? I barely know this woman. Yeah, that know. could be. Yeah, I, it's a great question, I, but I don't, don't know. know. Like, was Gabby judgmental that Rachel walked away? Was Rachel judging Gabby because she didn't and stuck around? Oh, interesting. That's what I was trying to say before. Who knows? That is a very good question. Yeah. Well, Gabby did say this is a big fat dumpster fire <laughs> and it is, it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know about you. I just was getting like whiplash. It's like, Oh my God, the same thing over and over it's and over. It's the same thing over and over. They handled it similarly, but I think the ends may be different, right? Rachel's like, and we're done. Whereas I think right. Rachel or Gabby doesn't want to be done. And so what do you do with that? That's a really hard position for everybody to be in because it is a little, little bit of a mismatch of expectations. Definitely. Well, it's interesting. The previews seem like a lot, <laughs> some of the same. There was a lot going on. So yes. they talked about Tino's journal and there were lies and Rachel's like, I didn't say that. What was that all we about? I don't know. Tino's like, she's throwing me under the bus saying this is all lies. I don't know. I didn't know he had a journal. I didn't know he had a journal either. What would he, I'm dying to know what he's writing. I did not look ahead to see what that was. Know. If there's any spoilers on that Gabby's one. Gabby's saying all I know is rejection. I mean, I'm sympathetic to her plight, but enough already. I know. They like gave her storylines. She just keeps repeating it over and over. I know. I'm kind of over all of that. But then, oh, there was one thing in the preview that made me kind of laugh. Rachel says, you're lying straight to my face. Look at me in the face and lie to me again. And Tino says, you did say that or whatever. When she said, look me in the face and lie to me again, I thought, that's what I say to my children. <laughs> so Good. That shows that. strength, right? Uh, or childish. Exactly. And then Jesse was talking about some audience interactive event. I'm like, why do you keep teasing out these things that literally have no benefit to the viewer? Who no, cares what's no. happening in the audience? No, but it's going to change everything. Well, the only thing, and obviously we don't know, but the only thing that I would really be interested in, like maybe we could, if people could vote, I would love to see a vote on who's the next Bachelor. I think it's too late for that. Yes. Because we <laughs> saw the spoilers. Although we've like predicted someone different every single week, but it's Reality cool. Steve came out today and had a spoiler that I think was, um, and there was a video that I saw of the, whether it's an intro video that they were filming or something. I did see this and that is true, but pretty much everyone knows that nothing is set in stone until next Tuesday on the live show. And it could be even later. The member JoJo season, it was supposed to be somebody else and well, then they switched it out. Well, by all accounts, it's supposed to, it should have been Nate on this season, Yeah, but then he got kicked to the curb. But 
here's what I've heard. Yes, it does seem like it's Zach. Yeah. And he's he's done this little promo. But I have heard that many or several people do promos. Yeah. So it's possible. Because last season, in Clayton's season, we know that both Gabby and Rachel did promos. And they were sitting there in the audience not knowing if it was going to be one or the other. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. They were surprised that it was both of them. Well, I heard of... I don't know, you know, obviously it does seem like it's Zach, but I heard today there's a whole bunch of reasons and people think it might be Craig Grippo. And honestly, I mean, he's not the greatest person in the whole world, but I would be much more excited for him than Zach. But that's just my opinion. It's funny because, yeah, he's got a fun personality because you see him, you know, Mm -hmm. on TikTok and Instagram. But part of me wonders on his own, can he hold up versus with Andrew or someone else? That's the thing about Zach. He he's a great guy. Like I'm a huge fan and I want to see him find love. Can he hold the lead? Like can he be a lead? Does he have enough there for well, that? He might be fine. He's certainly talkative and opinionated and emotive. I love his that. family. And we love the family, yeah. especially the uncle. But seriously, I don't know if I could take 10 weeks of him. I know that's the problem. I mean, Susan, I just want to get to paradise. Can we just like well, switch all these formats up and we're gonna get to be paradise in paradise? I'm so excited. All right. I have a question for you. So this was a novel situation where they had these two bachelorettes and I don't know if you remember back when they were announced, you and I were so excited. So excited. We love them both. We were really excited. It was going to be a whole new thing. And now here we are coming upon the end. So, you know, the penultimate episode or whatever, before we get to the end, because maybe the end is going to be a complete disaster and we, I don't want that to color the whole season. So looking at it as it is now, do you think it was a success? You mean regardless of the outcome? Would of this, the was outcome, the format a success? Did you, did you enjoy, <laughs> did you enjoy these past nine episodes? I would say yes and no. There were elements of it that I liked. In the beginning, I thought they played really nicely off each other. I loved the support. I thought it was really fun. I liked how they then had to split off. Like, I think there were elements of, of it that I liked. For me, the season got so tainted by the girls and mm-hmm. how over time, I still like Gabby, but I really don't right now like Rachel. And I find that the way that they've handled things and the type of drama turned me off. So the question would be if there were two new women or two men in this situation, like I loved Joe Millionaire, different show, Mm -hmm. same idea of having two leads that are trying to fall in love with multiple people. Was this season a success? I don't think so because I just didn't enjoy it and I couldn't wait for it to be over, which is terrible. But I don't know that that's the format or if that's like, there were so many circumstances that were frustrating. Like the, we talked about this before, the amount of canceled cocktail parties, just the amount of things that didn't go through because the girls were just victim. Like, oh, woe is me. Like, nobody loves me. I'm too exhausted for this. I mean, that's just, just like, why am I wasting my time watching it? So I'd be supportive of them trying this again, but also accounting for potentially a longer filming season making some tweaks for the fantasy suite episode. Like there were two of them. Why don't we have one that's fully for one and one fully for the other? I just think there's improvements they could build. Definitely tweaks could have improved it. Yeah. I I mean, what do you think? Um, I pretty much agree with you across the board. I was really excited at the beginning, 
but as it went on, it was sort of excruciating. Um, I still really like Gabby. I liked Gabby at the beginning. I loved Gabby at the beginning. I liked Rachel. I did like her a lot, but yeah, this last, I, I feel like there was a lot of extra drama, layers of drama with her. I think that she, she didn't want to be mean and just not give these guys a rose. So she was kind of hoping they would leave on their own. So it created all kinds of weird situations. One side note about the whole season that really annoyed me was I was excited to see these two women in this great position, positions of power. Yeah. They were empowered with this great position, but it seemed like numerous times men made the decisions. Mm -hmm. And I remember that rose ceremony we were just talking about where a couple guys said, no, I don't want, thank you for your rose, but I want to go with Gabby. In a way, you know, it was so disheartening to get, I mean, to Rachel, she was hysterical, of course. It gave them more power than I felt like they should have. Now, ultimately, several of those guys said, I want to go with Gabby, and then they just got kicked off. So, right, whatever. But then here we are at the end. It just seems like the guys are making the decisions in a way more than the women. But don't you? Yeah, you're right. Because they're saying, I don't want to get engaged. I don't want to do this versus like, oh, I just want to do anything I can to be with you. Yes. Is that partially because the women are enabling that or yes. do we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it bums me out a little bit for, and I don't think they love this either. Like they want to have the power and control. But I also am looking at this group of guys and I'm like, they're really good, logical guys, I think, that are seemingly trying to make good decisions or this is a stepping stone for their career. Right. right? Like, they're like, I kind of don't want to be here because I want to go on and do other things. And this isn't the person I want to end up with. Um, but I also feel like in a lot of cases, particularly Rachel is playing victim. Like if we think about the breakups between, you know, Avon and Zach, it came back like they're apologizing profusely right. to her when in some cases it was a little bit their fault, but also it just went over the top with how it. Well, and it's not necessarily out. a reflection on Gabby and Rachel that this is what's transpired. It's just the nature of the game, I guess. But it was sort of disheartening to me. I thought, well, they're not really that powerful. The guys are making the decisions a good part of the way. I never thought that in Clayton season specifically, he was in charge. Yeah, he screwed it up at the end, but that's well, he, he did. Um, and then it was sort of up to the women if they wanted to stay or go after he said he loved. Right. I mean, look what right. happened with Susie. Right, Susie left. Oh, I think in some cases women were making decisions. So it's maybe it's just situational. True. True. On what's going on, but it is fascinating. So yeah, I'm curious to see if this will be a format moving forward. It sounds like not, given the fact that there's right. one bachelor. Will they go back to the drawing board and try this again or not? I don't know. I like the idea of it. It would be it. funny if Avon and Zach are sitting in the audience next week like thinking, I did a promo, he did a promo, and then all of a sudden they say, we're having two bachelors, and they hug and kiss just like Gabby and Rachel. <laughs> and jump up and down. Hilarious. Yeah, that would be funny. So we've got our finale finale yes. next week. Uh, lots of drama to come. I'm very curious to see what is in Tino's journal and how <laughs> do the women get the rings that they so desire? I can just and... see Tino's journal. I'm a winner. I killed it. I <laughs> aced this 
family day. Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I so, can't believe how far I've gone. This is amazing. I'm amazing. Exactly. Well, we shall see. So, all right, everyone. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on final underscore rose underscore tonight. And if you have any questions for us, feel free to message. And we will hopefully be able to cover more topics next week. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.